You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Tim McMaster talking Toronto Blue Jays baseball with MLB.com Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. And Gregor, let's start with Tuesday night. Uh, Obviously a huge series between the Yankees and the Blue Jays, but Tuesday night's game had everything you could want in a game. And all of that came from pretty much the eighth inning on. It was nuts. Uh, But Diana Navarro, the huge home run. In the ninth inning to tie it, obviously the Blue Jays end up losing this game in 10. But what a moment for Navarro, a guy that I think at one point in the offseason when the Russell Martin was signed, didn't Navarro kind of want out of Toronto at one point? Yeah, he did. And, and really for the first half of the season as well, I think he was kind of waiting for for a trade because, you know, I think in his mind, uh, and rightfully so, he deserved a starting job um, after uh, the season he put together last year, um, you know, he had waited a long time for that opportunity to be an everyday starting catcher, um, you know, dating back to his time with the Rays, and it had been a number of years, and Toronto gave him that shot last year, and then obviously uh, things didn't really work out for him this offseason because of Russell Martin, but, uh, you know, you really can't say enough about, um, you know, the fact that, you know, even though Navarro did want a deal, um, he's never been a problem inside that clubhouse whatsoever. He's He's one of the most popular guys in there, and uh, you know, he, he's a perfect example of a guy who's kind of left the business at the door. And uh, as every day when he's reported, it, it's just been the same guy that, that he was last year. And it speaks to the depth that the Blue Jays have. And, um, you know, he's done a really good job this year of, of filling in and making sure that Russell Martin uh, gets enough rest. And, um, you know, you're seeing examples like that. And, and you know, last night's starting pitcher, uh, Marco Estrada, um, has really developed a nice rapport with him. So, uh, you know, even though it's not the same impact he had on the team in 2014, the ball has been a, a really nice piece for this team all year. You mentioned Estrada, so let's go right into that. Uh, eight scoreless innings against the Braves last Thursday, and then he comes back out. Another solid start against the Yankees this week. Where does he stand as far as the postseason rotation goes? Well, that's a great question, and it's, it's one of the biggest topics of conversation around here over the last couple of weeks, uh, without a doubt, and I think you know, the assumption not too long ago was that he'd probably be the odd man out um, and would probably transition back to that swingman type role in the bullpen that he's done in the past. He has some experience in it. He succeeded in it. Um, and that was the original expectation. But the way he's been pitching uh, for a really long period of time now, I think he's just done too good of a job uh, to be slotted back in there. And now I think you're talking about uh, a situation where he could take a starting job away from Mark Burley. Uh, you know, Mark Burley hasn't really looked like himself uh, for, you know, almost about a month right now. He's just not, even though he's not really hurt per se, um, he's just kind of, in his words, banged up a little bit and just not feeling uh, 100% healthy. And uh, he's not a guy who throws a lot of velocity to begin with. And then when you uh, lose even a little bit more, that that can take an impact. Whereas, you know, Estrada has been everything the Blue Jays could have hoped for and more. You know, John Gibbons last week uh, said in a lot of ways he, he saved their season, and, and you could certainly make that case because uh, before all the big moves were, were made at the trade deadline, this is a team that was struggling for a couple months prior to that, um, and they really had a lot of uncertainty in the rotation. Uh, Estrada began the year in the bullpen, 
didn't get an opportunity until about a month in the season. Uh, but he came in and really solidified a lot. And, you know, during his first stretch, I was kind of waiting for him, for his production to kind of fall off and, and go back to some of his career norms. Uh, and, you know, I found myself saying that probably three, four weeks at a time. Uh, you know, eventually you just have to start believing in what he's doing because he's been able to do it time and time again. And on Tuesday night, it looked like it was going to be a rough night for him. I gave up two runs early, and you're thinking, well, this might be finally the time that he's a short outing. And what does he do after that? He bounces right back and at one point retires 11 in a row. Uh, another quality start. He's just been doing it time and time again. And I, I think they need to find a spot for him uh, in, in the rotation in the postseason because that's, that's what he's deserved. One guy that we know will be in that postseason rotation, obviously David Price. Seven scoreless innings on Monday night. And when you look at what he's done with the Jays, not overall necessarily, but just against the Yankees, it really stands out. I mean, here's a guy that... I know when you hear him talking things, you can almost tell that he has kind of a, a feel for the moment, and he knows when he's in a big game. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the Blue Chase, I mean, this is exactly what they brought him in for. And uh, one of the first things that he kind of looked at after uh, that trade deadline was with how many games he was going to be matched up against the Yankees. And the Jays kind of finagled their schedule a little bit to maximize the amount of times he would face them. And uh, now you're talking about a guy who's made four starts against the Yankees, 3-0, and uh, probably should be 4-0 and if it wasn't for uh, a bit of a bullpen issue in, in that fourth start. And, I mean, that, that really makes it all the difference. You look at a, a team going into play uh, uh, Wednesday night, and that was two and a half up uh, on the Yankees. Uh, I mean, that, that's the tail the, the tail right there with the, with the standings, and David Price has really been the difference maker. And uh, it, It's rare that you see one player – able to come in immediately and make that exact kind of impact against a division rival, but the schedule has worked out in their favor uh, with regards to that, and Price has certainly worked out uh, in terms of performance. And uh, It just gives the Blue Jays just a completely different look with their rotation, and I think you know his presence more than anything is what has really rejuvenated a lot of people around here, and when you have that bona fide ace at the top of your rotation, He's a guy who's also won a lot of games already with the Blue Jays after after a loss, and that's kind of what you look for in your ace. Um, and he's delivered time and time again. The Jays really couldn't have asked for anything more from him either. Aaron Sanchez struggled again on Monday night. He's officially, I guess, lost the setup man position. They're going to go with setup man by committee, if you want to say that. Do you have any idea how John Gibbons will, will kind of work the eighth inning with guys like Brett Cecil, Mark Lowe? Yeah, I think it really is going to be by, you know, committee. And you know, the, the one weakness on this Jays team that, that is pretty noticeable um, is the fact that they only have the one reliable lefty in the bullpen, and, and that's Brett Cecil. And, you know, even though Brett Cecil struggled early in this year, I mean, he's been lights out now for, for basically three months and has reestablished himself as one of kind of the more elite uh, relievers in the American League. And um, But you need to pick your spots with him because there could be some times, especially in the postseason, you might need to go to him as early as, like, sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning. Uh, those are all options for him right now. Um, and he's going to be matched up against the opposing team's uh, tough left-handed hitters. So you don't want him designated for one specific inning. Um, I think we've seen uh, Mark Lowe uh, start to have, uh, you know, more high-leverage inning situations uh, when he first came to Toronto. Uh, it wasn't quite like that. You know, it seemed like some of those opportunities were going to Latroy Hawkins uh, and then obviously Aaron Sanchez, but Lowe's really pitched himself into the mix, and everybody knew all along he was going to play a big part in this team, and we're starting to see that now, uh, you know, minus a, a little setback in Tuesday night, but I don't think anyone is really too worried about him. 
Um, and then you're going to also have Sanchez still in that mix as well. I think Blow's going to be more the primary setup guy for right now. <clears throat> but they need uh, Sanchez to, to kind of right the ship here over the next little bit as well because, you know, especially when you get into those postseason and those starts from your, your rotation become a little bit shorter because the hook becomes a lot quicker, um, you need big innings from those guys. And you know, the one thing with Sanchez that is concerning is that he's not missing as many bats um, as he used to do the swing and miss with the strikes. Um, just isn't there compared to what it was before. Um, but the overall struggles over the last week or so, you know, haven't been as bad as it looks. I mean, there's been, you know, as cliche as this sounds, there really have been a lot of ground balls that have been finding holes. And, uh, you know, Sanchez is a ground ball pitcher with that sinker. Um, and, you know, as long as he's keeping the ball on the ground, I think the Blue Jays more often than not will take that. Um, so he might not have to make too many adjustments, but he, he certainly does need to, uh, bounce back and finish strong because even though he might not be that designated eighth inning guy, he's going to play a big role on this team over the final week and a half of the season and then going into the postseason as well. While the eighth inning has been a bit of a question mark lately, the ninth inning hasn't really been an issue since June when Roberto Osuna kind of took over that closer role. Gregor, where would this team be without this rookie and, and what he's done at the back of that bullpen? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is remarkable in a lot of ways. I mean, you just look back at you know, the Jays, the way they began the year with the bullpen. They had so much uncertainty down there, and it was such a big issue for them over the first couple months of the season. And, and you had Miguel Castro in the closer's role uh, for all of one game, and then they had uh, they gave it to Brett Cecil, and, and Brett Cecil had some health issues at the time and didn't really have a strong spring training, didn't have the workload he wanted to to get ready for the season, so he struggled in that role. And he's probably a guy who's normally who's probably a little bit better for a setup type role, anyways. Um, and so they didn't really have anyone to turn to. And, and all of a sudden, you bring in the guy like Roberto Osuna, uh, you know, you elevate him from uh, you know the sixth, seventh inning role to a two and ninth inning role, and he's taken that and, and run with it ever since. I mean, this is a guy who had never pitched above Class A before, um, and is really you know has has passed every test. The, the big question mark for him. Uh, the rest of the way is, is partially going to be related to his workload. Uh, coming off Tommy John surgery last year, um, he had very limited innings in the minor leagues even before that, so he doesn't have a whole lot of workload, a whole lot of experience to go back on. Um, so I think there's going to, until he proves that he can uh, keep going deep into October, there's going to be at least some level of, of question about that. Uh, but you certainly can't question the character of this guy. Uh, I mean, he's in his very early 20s, uh, but he pitches like someone who's probably in his late 20s. Um, kind of a guy who's, you know, even when he has um, had a bit of a setback uh, on the mound, he's been able to bounce back every time. And, uh, you know, that ability to do that is, is going to prove crucial uh, over these next couple of weeks. Somehow we've made it all the way through up to this point without talking about Troy Tulowitzki. So let's do that. Um, obviously, Tulo hoping to get back at some point and be a big part of this team in October. I know he played catch, took some some infield on Tuesday uh, is the bigger concern what's going to happen once he starts swinging the bat? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think a lot of it is going to be pain tolerance for him. I don't think there's you know, any real question that he's not he's not going to be coming back at 100% this year. Um, it's pretty much impossible. But I think the Jays just want to get him to the point where um, he can tolerate the pain and, and actually get out there on an everyday basis. And I don't think you're going to see him in the regular season. I would be surprised if that were to happen. Um, maybe for a final game or two at most. Um, but the Jays are really targeting, you know, they still hope to win the division. And if that happens, I think they're really targeting the ALDS is, is when they hope to have him back. And, 
Um, you know, it's something that probably shouldn't affect him too much in the field, and that's going to be, uh, you know, a big addition to this team as well. But they, you know, Troy Tulowitzki, you want some production with the bat as well. And there's no immediate timetable right now for him to start swinging the bat, but that's going to need to start happening uh, very soon, you know, probably within the, the next week or so, uh, if there's going to be a re- realistic shot uh, of this guy uh, coming back and making a meaningful uh, contribution in, in the lineup. And you know, the Jays lineup kind of speaks for itself. Um, you know, it's obviously uh, has been the best in baseball uh, all season long, but two whiskey makes it that much better. And when runs are at a premium uh, in October, uh, you need every one of your guys. This has been Blue Jays Extras on MLB.com. Gregor, we'll talk to you again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.